Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's me, Marty Leonard, here on 93XRT. We are backstage at Lollapalooza in the uh, media complex talking to a lot of artists playing the festival today. And right now we're joined by a fellow from Ireland who we've just started playing on XRT over the past few weeks with the song Glory. You've probably heard it. We're here with Dermot Kennedy. Welcome, Dermot. Nice to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, now you've already done your set. Yeah, we played just about an hour ago. Wow, how did that go? Yeah, it was good. It was really, really cool. Yeah, it, we kind of, we've been playing for about eight days straight now. We've kind of had a show or something going on every day. So to kind of cap it off with this is really nice. Mm -hmm. and, and I can't believe that you got off the stage just an hour ago at Lollapalooza. Did you get a shower? You look very fresh. <laughs> no. you, look, you look, uh... I feel wrecked. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you, you had some time to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks a lot for stopping by. Um, of course. You're from Dublin. Yes. Right? Yeah. And Dublin has such a rich musical heritage and a musical heritage that happens on the streets. For sure. And uh, you have become uh, close and got a boost from uh, an artist who spent a lot of time here in Chicago, mm -hmm. um, both with the Frames and in his solo career. Glenn yeah. Hansard is a good friend of ours. And right. uh, uh, tell, us about, tell us about how, uh, how Glenn uh, helped you out a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, 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 I kind of am reluctant to talk about it too much sometimes because I don't like... I don't see him very often, but any time I did, he would just kind of help me out as much as he could and kind of in situations where he didn't have to, he really went out of his way to help, you know? And so um, the first time I met him, he was playing in the street on Christmas Eve and it was, he does it every Christmas Eve to raise money for homeless charities. And uh, it kind of sums him up as a person because it's just like he could be anywhere on Christmas sure. Eve, but he's on like our high street for like six, seven hours playing like nonstop. And um, so... I went in and I was like 18, I think. And it's kind of like, say Hosier was there last year and Mundy and Damien Dempsey and all these great Irish musicians go. But then it's kind of an open call to anybody with a guitar to kind of rock up as well. And so I did that when I was like 18 or 17. And I was really, really stubborn about it. And so I kind of pushed my way to the front and ended up beside him for most of the day. And we played a couple of songs together. And um, we just kind of kept that connection. And then a few years later, he invited me to play a song at one of his gigs mm. in Dublin, um, which was also to raise money for homeless charities. And um, and he, yeah, it was just really nice like to kind of talk to him and it just seems like no big deal. And, um, and he just is like, the stage is yours for 10 minutes. You can play with the frames. You can do a solo thing if you want. He was like, it, it belongs to you for that period of time so yeah he's a very generous guy and very open and uh, yeah. and very into uh into performers and just uh, helping people out bringing them up on stage i've seen him do it where he brings people from the audience up on stage right yeah to do songs you know yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah he's pretty incredible no he's awesome it's such yeah. a good kind of role model to have as yeah. somebody trying to do it yeah well there's such a tradition of busking in, in ireland that's almost mm -hmm. like a rite of passage i mean from uh, glenn hansard to uh to Damien Rice uh, and, and yourself, you, you, you've done that. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny one because, I, I mean, I don't know what it was like when those guys were kind of starting out doing it, but I feel like it was more the sort of thing where you'd be in a shop doorway and just with your guitar mm -hmm. and everybody gathers around, whereas by the time I kind of took it seriously, 
it, it kind of was at a stage where you had to have a big amp and you had to have like mm. a big rug and like take up as much space as you can. It was almost like owning a shop on the street. And uh, so it's kind of changed a bit, um, not necessarily for the better. And it seems like it was this really magical mm. thing where they would all kind of, it would almost be like rehearsals for them on the street when they were uh, my age and stuff. So um, yeah, it, it's a really great thing and it's a really important part of Dublin that I hope kind of sticks around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also the tradition of Ireland for uh, poetry. Uh, so many incredible Irish poets over mm -hmm. the years. Is that something they, did they teach you that early on in school, the, uh, the heritage of, of the poets? It, yeah, a, a bit. Probably not as much as I would like, but then I guess I'm so much more open to it now too, you know, when you're a kid. Because mm -hmm. uh, even like, because even in college I studied classical music and I was around all these amazing musicians, but because this is what I wanted to do the whole time, I felt like it didn't suit me and it felt like it was a waste of my time. And then only by the time I was almost finished the degree did I realize that I was so lucky to be around people of that sort of like caliber every day for three years. And so similar thing with poetry in school. I mean, mm. I, it definitely triggered something in me and I was definitely into it, but I, I was too young to kind of right. grasp it, you know? Right. Well, you certainly bring poetry to your music and you bring passion to your music as well, which is another trait of, uh, of Irish performers. Mm -hmm. But you also have like such chill beats in your songs yeah. too. I mean, it's it's really a cool contrast to have, uh, yeah, for the, the the backing, the music backing, and then your voice that you just soar. Mm -hmm. um, that's a cool thing. Yeah, it, it's like it's changing the whole time. Because I mean, when I started out, Glenn was kind of the guy, and that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. Like s straight up, that was it. And um, it's just evolved. And I was doing a song. Uh, a couple of years ago with a producer in London and we just put a really really like obviously programmed beat behind a guitar part and it just felt really really good and so I kind of have pursued that now and it feels like the mm -hmm. right thing to do and it feels like I'm challenged in all the right ways and I'm kind of out of my comfort zone the right amount and that kind of yeah. it just feels like the right thing to chase yeah. right well I, I, like I said I like how you bring the passion to it too it's uh you know, Bon Iver and, uh, and James Blake uh, have traveled in, in kind of the same thing, but mm. man, you just soar with your vocals, and that's, that's what makes it really cool. Tell us how Glory came about. What's, that, what's the story in that song? Um, so with that one, I, I was kind of only, it was one of the first times I wrote a song that wasn't like me by myself in my room at home. And, uh, and I worked with a producer in Toronto called Stephen Kosmenyuk, and uh, we've done a bunch of stuff together uh, by now, but this is the first time we ever worked together. And so I think I was just super kind of like excited and passionate and, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I had only started to explore this idea of like working in a different sound world and maybe touching on different genres and that kind of thing. So um, it was just a really good sort of, I was just excited and kind of hungry for that environment. and. Uh, yeah, he like say for example, I even started playing a guitar part, and he pitched it down like way, way, way down. Like I think like five keys down, and so it just it was this new thing that mm. was so exciting, and uh, all these things kind of came about, and it was just this lovely thing. Like we wrote it and finished it in like two days, and uh, and so it was just a really lovely introduction into kind of like chasing that thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, and also now when I sing it even live, I'm kind of thinking like. It's really like that sort of like glory. It kind of is over and over again. And something I might have been cynical of if I like had more foresight in terms of how many times I play it. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like it just felt really good. And it feels like this kind of triumphant thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah, like we played it in. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.